This is the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. My guest today is singer, songwriter, worship leader, and philanthropist, Sarah Emerson. Sarah is a singer and songwriter from Seattle, Washington. Following behind the heels of her songwriting grandmother, Berta Emerson, she penned lyrics and poems locally published since childhood. She was first noticed for her songwriting at her local church, Church Home, formerly City Church, where she wrote a song called, What Joy? It was released and went viral and covered by many people around the world, including Susan Ashton. Inspired by her faith, she ventured to play and sing for people both with and without faith. Her first album was released in 2012. She's been featured in venues all over Seattle, nearly selling out one of Seattle's favorite music venues, the Triple Door. She's an avid supporter of orphans around the world and gave her the proceeds of her first project to build a dormitory in Uganda that now sleeps 400 children. She has since teamed up with the famous pop producer from Amsterdam and released her first electronic EP in 2018 named Emerson in honor of her dad who passed in 2017. In this podcast, Sarah talks about her recent transition from Seattle to LA, about songwriting, being a light in the world, and her passion to use her music to bring awareness and raise funds and support resources to orphans in Uganda. We also chat about the dynamics involved with a modern Christian when it comes to friendships, dating, and preparing for marriage. You're going to love this conversation with supernaturalist Sarah Emerson, right here, right now, on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. And she's very popular. And, you know, she's one of those women who's like every moment counts. And she's churning her own butter, looking out in the horizon with her like six homeschooled kids. And I'm like, I am a failure. I suck. (laughs) Now we're talking. Sarah, what's up? Hi. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. And here we are. We're kind of like in your neck of the woods now. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. This is my neck of the woods. Because you have like you you basically <laughs> kind of have like two homes because you, you you've always been like a Seattleite. Right. Yeah. Uh, but now you're in LA. Yes. But you're kind of back and forth. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Uh, so far. So is LA kind of more more your more your home? Would you say? Yes. This I, is it. This is where I'm at now. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. it's good to be it's good to be here in. In your hood. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you too. How is that? Okay, how is that transition going from like, you know, when I think of Seattle, I think of just like this super kind of like laid back kind of like, you know, get your Starbucks, wear a flannel. You, you don't really have to impress anyone versus it feels like coming to LA, it's like super just like, here we go, like like way more kind of like intense, I, I would say, as far as just overall kind of scene. Would you describe that or, or do you think it's kind of more sim- like more similar between Seattle? and LA? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, My experience has been, um, I felt right at home coming here. I I felt actually, even though Seattle has been my home for the past 30 some years, (laughs) my whole life, um, 
you know, coming to LA, it was like coming home for me because of the amount of people that are here that are creative, that are pursuing their dreams um, within like the entertainment industry and music and, and things like that. Culture wise, I mean, you have the sunshine. So everyone is outside sure, sure. here and, you know, riding bikes and at the beach and all of that. So that's been really invigorating for me. Um, Seattle was such a blessing, like, and it, 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 it will always be like such a great place to go back and forth from because um, having, you know, so much time indoors, you know, it gives you, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so funny, but um, we know it's true. I mean, I feel like that's why it's so um, popular with tech and all of that is because you can focus, you know, you can sit down and um, get some stuff done, you know, and in LA, there's so much going on all the time that there might be a little bit more distraction. So I felt like it was a good, good timing because I already had some projects finished under my belt. So, you know, I put those in my pocket and came down and now I'm just pitching those. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. While I'm getting settled and um, enjoying the beach. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, so, uh, so what, what brought you to, to LA? Like what, uh, if you can kind of just take us into this journey, cause I know you've been doing so much, uh, sure. seeing songwriting, doing stuff in the nation's missions. I love to dive kind of yeah. into that, but if you, if you can kind of take us back, uh, to kind of the genesis of, of Sarah Emerson, right. Sure. And this journey that you've been on with music and missions and just with, with this heart for the West coast, if you want to just kind of take us to that point where, where the Lord kind of ignited something in you and, and what that kind of looked like. Sure. Um, my story is very interesting because um, I had a dream to move to LA since I was like 17, 18 years old because I was dancing professionally at the time and competing and I saw my future, you know, being in the entertainment industry and which is LA essentially, um, New York too, but too cold there for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, gave my heart to the Lord when I was 19 and I didn't foresee that coming when I had that dream to move to LA. Um, at that time I actually had a, an offer from, um, <laughs> can I even remember his name? Um, Carmen, like the Carmen. Singer? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, to be like on his dance team or That's something. That's incredible. Oh my god! I forgot about that until just now. Mad but props. It would, it I mean, would have moved me down to LA right then, and I was like, I don't know if I actually even like Carmen's music. No yeah, offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had just gotten into the whole Christian culture, but um, I was like, maybe you know, this could be a huge opportunity. Maybe I don't know, but I prayed about it and. Back then, when I was a brand new Christian, what I felt the Lord tell me at that time was that, you know, he was going to change the world through the church, wow. through the local church, wow. and that I was to give my time there. And from there, I um, and decided to do an internship at the city church in Kirkland, and that kept me in town. You know, instead of going to be Carmen's backup dancer. <laughs> now, this is City Church so, back in like uh, 99, 2000. So, 2000, this is like 2001. Okay. Yeah. 
So, uh, so Wendell's pastoring, yes. and Judah Smith, yes. uh, is kind of he was he was the youth pastor. Okay, at awesome, the time. awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, like, so you've seen that whole thing, yes. just radically transform. So, yes. so you yeah. were you were there at City Church. Uh, Judah Smith is the, um, the the youth pastor. You joined the team there as one of the interns. Yes. Okay, awesome. So, I what did. was that like? And studying the Bible, and yeah. I mean, my that was the biggest thing. I was so hungry for the word of God, you know, I was like, I just want my whole life to be, you know, I want to obey every single thing in here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, of course, Jude, Jude Fuquay. Yeah, Jude Fuquay. Is that, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. So Jude was actually the youth pastor at the okay. time. And then okay. and Judah was the associate youth pastor when I first got there. Yeah, what a team, yeah, huh? When so, you think back, like yes. like that, I mean, I, I know they, they still have an insane team. But I'm not as, like, so we used to, we used to uh, frequent... Uh, the city church because my parents actually ended up going like they went through a divorce in 97 98 so we actually left the church where where i pastor oh, wow. and so my dad would attend city church on sundays oh, and my dad knew wendell so i would i would go with my dad to city and then i'd go with my mom to different churches we, we kind of would go oh, to the, a different wow. church each sunday kind of like cool. tr- trying to find a place right sure. yeah um but yeah i remember going to awesome. city church and there was like steve carpenter yes and then um and then uh uh uh, you know, of course, Wendell and then Judah and then Ju- and we just yeah, felt like Jude. just felt like the team that For they had sure. there was just like was just yes. crazy. And then I we I would it's go out really there on Wednesday nice. nights to their youth group, sit in like the back row, just kind of like wow. s- kind of sneak in and then yeah. kind of sneak out. So it's a very interesting season. Yeah, but um, I have yet to be back since since Judah's actually stepped oh, stepped wow. in there, you know, which That's I think so would cool. be a blast. I think it'd be really cool to, to go and just see what where For it's sure. at now. Yeah. But but that's that's really cool that you connected there at that at that time. Yes. Um, you know, and that you were being mentored and most likely you were surrounded by an incredible community of peers that yes. were also hungry for the things of God and Absolutely. Yeah. We we were <clears throat> I think as a church we were even going through a a really strong kind of like renewal time where we were just having prayer meeting after prayer meeting and, you know, times of worship and all of that. So, um, a lot of my foundation was in that type of atmosphere, which I feel so grateful for, you know? Yeah. In fact, so, um, even going back further, so sure. like the 96, 97, we would host a lot of conferences at CR Bible Center. So speakers would come into our place and then mm-hmm. they would go to City Church. Oh, cool. And then we would, sometimes our family would drive speakers from uh, from Seattle to Portland to City Bible Church. Oh, yeah. And so, and, and host conferences there. So it was like this circuit. It was like SRC, City, and then Portland, cool. and City Bible Church. And it was such a, yeah, like you're talking about renewal. I, I just remember some crazy, crazy services. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know if you remember like when uh, City Church used to set up like the tent in the parking lot there. I wasn't uh, there yet. Yeah. But like I heard the all old the stories. Kmart parking the Kmart, lot. Yeah. yeah. And pe- there'd be bodies all over the ground. <laughs> like it like just like, like, like a bomb went off and it was just like, you know. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, just that was such a, <laughs> I love it. such an amazing season you yeah. know, during that, during that period of time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. We've definitely um, transformed from there, and I, I think um, the whole journey. We're, you know, I think everyone's just felt so grateful for each season mm-hmm. because even now, it's it looks so much different, more different. But um, but God is like still moving, just in different ways, Absolutely. and it's you know 
um, the church is growing and is healthy. And I think we're even healthier now than we've ever been. Yeah, amen. Yeah, which is really beautiful. And that's a testament. God said he's building this church. You know, the gates of hell won't prevail against it. So to see that just continuing to move forward is always like, you know, your word is true, God. And we're so grateful for that. We can anchor to that. So, So, um, it feels like there's been this bridge between Seattle and LA. So you have, so you're, you're being mentored everything there at city. And then, um, and then, uh, uh, pastor, uh, pastor Wendell went on to be with the Lord. Yes. And then you have, um, a Judah that steps into the church. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's like all this favor that starts to come on Judah yes. here, here in LA mm-hmm. to the point where I, I understand that he was actually like kind of flying back and forth, like doing yes. multiple services in Seattle yes. and LA. Like, and for t- a few, for years actually, he was doing that. And all kinds and of- And he's fa- still doing that. All actually, kinds of no. favor, of course, with like different celebrities. And of course, yes. you know, the, the Justin Bieber connection and all yeah. that, like like that, that that was pretty, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he actually lives here. Yes. In, mm-hmm. Does he still fly to Seattle to do the service? He does, yeah, on That's Sunday. That's amazing, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. So. And and but then it hasn't been just Judah. There's been all, like I said, it feels like there's been almost a bridge where all these people from Seattle are now either still going back and forth, right, or um, uh, or they're they're actually moving here, right, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like and it, and it, like you said, and this is what made me think of it. There's it. There's a move of God taking place right now. Yes, b- but it looks different. Mm-hmm. But it's still a, a, a major move of God, and maybe mm-hmm. it's something that we've never seen before. Right. Would you think? Do you think that's fair? I absolutely. Yeah. So what does that look like? And I like? think it has to be this way. Yeah. You know, God knows, like it has to be this way because, um, I think it looks like a lot of love, a lot of grace a lot of like wide open arms, hmm. a lot of listening, a lot of understanding, a lot of patience, you know, a lot of just the word, applying the word um, with a heart full of love, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah that's awesome. See, definitely seems to be a real strong emphasis on community. Mm-hmm. And people just doing life together. Would, would you think that that's fair to say? Or yes, I do. Um, I think that we're also having to redefine community in a okay. lot of ways because, um, I mean, even with church home and you know, um, they we launched a, an app, a global app where people can. Um, you know, have church essentially online and, and that's happening all over the place too. I mean, a lot of our communities now are online and interesting, you know, people are making friends with other YouTubers. If they're a YouTuber, you know, they're connecting with other Instagrammers if they're Instagrammer, you know, so the church, um, if we don't get online, you know, and start making communities that way, then, you know, we're not going to be reaching Interesting. So yeah, there's the like a there's like this so. intentional um, attempt to build strategic alliances within people's social community activities. Is that what they're? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, I think like I mean, I, personal, just my personal sure, like sure. thoughts about it is like, you know, Jesus is returning. 
and um, we are getting technology and just communication quicker and quicker and quicker, more and more information quicker than ever. And so, um, and even like people groups, you know, out in the middle of nowhere are, can be connected with someone in Seattle, in California, just th by opening up their phone. So I think like the Holy Spirit is you know, utilizing those things to get out the word and the message and so that people can give their hearts to Jesus, you know? Yeah. And at the yeah. end of the day, like, that's that's our mission, you know? Yeah. Amen. So, amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about songwriting. So you're okay. you're a you're a songwriter and uh yeah, the the goal here is gonna be to survive these chairs. I mean Sure. Yeah, they <laughs> they they look cool, but yeah. Can we get a close Jesus, up on this? Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Just kidding. Jesus help us with these chairs. I'm like, ah um I'm gonna have to do some Pilates on the chair here. Yeah, happening here. Yeah, yeah. Booster seat. Doing something bad with my abs here. Um <laughs> Okay, so songwriting. You're a songwriter, and um, uh, and so now, uh, now that you've moved to LA, are your songs a little bit more optimistic than they were when you were in Seattle? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, a lot more like la 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 versus like in Seattle, you're like la 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 la, la you know. <laughs> And I am oh having fun, gosh. but yeah, if you want to kind of bring us into just like where you're sure. at right now in, in this current season and kind of like what the Lord's showing you and how you're kind of writing, like what, what is yeah. your music kind of looking like in this new season? Yeah. Um, I will say this and, <laughs> you know, all transparency, I have been, um, okay, the best way to say it is like more than ever. I've been challenged to like believe the word um, because like, you know, I, I transitioned. A anyone who's moved before knows like, you know, it's like you feel like, cause you know God's called you and you're like ready to get on a water slide and just like slide into <laughs> what Jesus wants you to do. Everything's gonna be so easy, you know? There's no bumps in the road, there's no, you know, and so um, just like the normal things, like, sure. you know, locking down living situation and building community and all of that stuff. Sure, You sure. know, um, I've only been here for like two months now. So, oh, for real? Yeah, I'm okay, very I, I'm fresh. sorry. I, I, th I thought you've been here longer than that. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. So you're, yeah, yeah so this so is I'm very the, real. This yes. is very real. This is very new. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, so I'm like, I'm just like more than ever before, I'm like just praying things into existence, you know. Um, I just read the other day too, um, in Proverbs it says, um, you know, someone who says that they will give a gift and then don't give it, it's like a cloud going over a desert without dropping any rain. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's such a good picture. And that is not our God. He's not a cloud that when you're so thirsty, you know, that he's not going to drop rain. He is one who fulfills his word. He's a provider. You know, he's everything that we need. And so I've just been pressing into that specifically, like going, this is my land, you know, and awesome. I've just been awesome. like praying over the ground and, um, you know, the ground. I'm, 
doing air quotes right now, um, just in every area, relationships, finances, you know, everything that it would just be flourishing and, um, and that God's blessing would be on it, you know? And I think like, um, for all of us and even anyone listening to this podcast now, it's like, you can go through times where you feel like God is not listening to you. You start to question if he's even, um, around, you know, or like, does he care? Or like, Maybe, you know, this is hard for me right now because um, I did something bad or I did something wrong, you know, and that's just not the heart of our father. And, um, you know, we have to ignite our faith. And I just believe that that comes through the word of God. So you're asking about songwriting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And yeah. like that is what I'm really just um, anchoring into is like I'm going to sing the word. That's good. I'm going to sing the word. Really like over my life, over this area, you know, over, um, people, just over everything, you know? And, um, I, you know, I specifically have a vision to be like in mainstream music. So, um, you know, a lot of that is I'm going, what does that look like Lord? Because, um, you know, we're supposed to be the salt of the earth we are not supposed to be that there's no stress in that or or striving, you know, we just simply are the, the salts of the earth. So, um, as I'm writing songs and I'm observing and, um, writing about what people in my generation are going through and like what I can feel and sense and all of that stuff, like my hope and my vision is to, um, you know, as I'm capturing all of this in metaphors Mm -hmm. and, stuff mm-hmm. like that, that, um, you know, that the concepts of the word of God and even like specific scriptures that those lyrics would shine, you know, in these songs and that they would get licensed and things like that, because, you know, we've all been given a measure of faith. So everyone, whether they're going to church or not, whether they have, Catholic background, a Mormon background or whatever, like everyone's been given a measure of faith. And, you know, if they hear the word of God, you know, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, I just believe that, that those, um, you know, pieces of truth in songs, you know, would ignite that faith and, you know, lead people to Jesus, lead people to our creator. You yeah, know, that's, yeah. that's the hope. And no, that's good. And, and, and I, I apologize for, for some reason. I thought that you'd been, uh, that you've been here for, for a while now, no worries. But, it, but it makes sense. I mean, it's smart. Like why not finish out Seattle? Well, it's beautiful in Seattle. And then once it begins to transition, right, get, get to, get to LA, right. So you can stay in this, in that summer kind of, kind of scene. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. What, like when you're going through transition, Right, like I think about any sort of transition. I think about like a transition with with if you're going to stay in Seattle, but you're just transitioning in your job. Like that's a just yeah. your just a career transition right. is a major um, is a major transition mm-hmm. because of of of. Uh, because there's so many times we say that my identity is not what I do. My identity is centered in Christ. And that's nice. It makes for a good Facebook meme. Sure. But, the, you know, the truth is, is that uh, that for most of us, yeah. uh, uh, who we are is based off of of what we do, how well we're doing it, how mm-hmm. well it's being received by people. Yeah. Um, and so just a career.
career transition alone mm-hmm. is a major, that's a major transition. Mm-hmm. And they say, like, I've often heard people say that, like, not to make any sort of judgments for, like, at least 90 days, right? Like, to not allow your, your feelings to go to any, any, really any sort of direction. Like, don't go too high, don't go too low, just try to just be like, hey, I'm going to go 90 days. Yeah, that's, but that's just good. That's, that's good advice. Yeah, but I mean, that's... Where were you 90 days ago? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, and, and that's just your career. That's not even talking right. about a new location. Because when you think about, like, your location, like, when you talk, like, you're not just talking about a weather change. Like, you're talking about, uh, like, a people change. You're talking about, like, a spiritual atmosphere change. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. L.A. would have um, a, a completely different set of positive and negative experiences mm-hmm. that have helped to frame out the belief structure and the expectations within the within the culture here so if you were just looking at just a career change that would be huge Mm -hmm. let alone kind of a location change Mm -hmm. and a career change Mm -hmm. and with that is a major community change so you're talking about all this change and so i probably wouldn't have asked because it's kind of an unfair question like how much songwriting you've been doing (laughs) like the last two months you know because like you mean weeping on my carpet (laughs) and wailing (laughs) yeah yeah so i apologize like it's definitely an unfair question because i mean you're basically you're you're putting roots down you're not you're not that's probably even thinking about your artistic expression right now well i am writing awesome i I am writing i have to because to stay in that groove yes yeah um yes so um have i completed any songs and recorded them no sure sure sure. um yeah i'm i just have to keep the pump primed (laughs) yeah absolutely now like are you um are you thinking like the uh you said the kind of the mainstream kind of scene. So you're not necessarily looking at um, like Christian pop. Like you're thinking about how do I infiltrate into like the, the greater kind of um, uh, uh, cultural pop scene. Would you say? Sure. I mean, maybe pop's not even the best. I category. am saying like pop alternative. Indie, um, indie pop. Yeah. Indie. I'm like <laughs> indie folk pop. I'm kind of just going, I'm not like, trying yeah. to write for something or okay. other i mean sure in the sense of i'm just looking at the songs that i'm writing and i'm going where does this fit you know and sure. um i'm letting people listen to them and i'm getting feedback i'm having you know producers put the beats to it and cool. stuff like that cool. you know cool. and um i'm just going okay I mean, I'm I'm still at this place, even though I've been doing it for a while, I'm like, I'm still just putting my foot out into the water, awesome. like looking for the lily pad, you know, yeah. and um, I'm going to, you know, follow what I believe is the door, you know, that God opens up for me. So awesome no that's yeah. great that's great <laughs> hey let's dive let's let's go back kind of uh, into the past for a second and sure. talk about the mm-hmm. what joy project yeah yes yeah, so that was a major part of, of of your life and your story yeah and um and definitely something that the lord really really used and and so w- do you want to kind of unpack that for people that maybe aren't uh, familiar with kind of like uh, your thing and your scene and kind of what you've been creating over the years sure um yeah that was <laughs> a wild ride i will say um the What Joy Project um, began because I took a, a trip to Africa with um, Joanne Ramos, who is an incredible leader and pastor at Church Home, and um, she helps people all over the world. She's the missions pastor at Church Home. I always admired her because 
she's just a genuine human being and like very loving and inspiring so <laughs> Sweet. um yeah so i'm like what are you doing i want to do what you do you know so yeah. th that kind of built our relationship i went with her um, we visited an orphanage that just took my breath away um, anyone who's been to africa specifically uganda there is just a movement happening there with um just amazing orphanages and schools and stuff um, but this one in particular really struck me because the dorm moms are widows who have lost their family and wow. it's like God's restored them wow. by becoming the mother to the children at this orphanage and the it's also a school so they're getting like this incredible education and all the teachers are amazing legit teachers it's completely Ugandan run so I was and the children are just filled with faith they're amazing I'm like you believe in God like more than I do <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm like you know this is just incredible this is really really good soil and um, I was nervous about going to Africa because I am white and I'm American and I have all of these privileges and um, I have no desire to like push my culture onto an already beautiful group of people, you know? And so I didn't want to be seen as that. Sure. But um, I wanted to just, I felt like I was supposed to go and I wanted to see what God like had for me. And so uh, my heart really went towards that orphanage. And I found out um, a couple years later that the leader of that orphanage actually ended up getting in a car accident and dying. Oh, wow. And he would travel to America and speak and like raise funds for the orphanage. At, like I said, they're completely self-sustaining, you wow. know, in that way. Wow. And so um, I was crushed. Um, and at the time I was sitting, I had just written all these songs and I was um, considering putting a project together. I didn't know how it would look. And so I felt like, you know, the Lord put it on my heart to essentially give my project give the songs to this orphanage so i was like okay how can i do this so i grabbed my friends we recorded this album and i was like we're just gonna give all the proceeds i did like a group funding sure, thing sure, yeah sure. so we no, raised cool. um money to record and put it together and then we did a big release party sold it and um i think we raised like i think the first event was like 15 grand or something wow that's yeah, awesome that, was, that can go a long ways i thought we i was like well, maybe we can raise a couple hundred bucks yeah, you know yeah yeah <laughs> like maybe i could go to door to door and just sell these yeah, you know absolutely, and give it to absolutely. the yeah so i, I my it, my expectations were blown so we gave the 15 grand and i was like woo yeah we did something you know and then um that was that well a couple years later uh i went to africa again and Pastor Joanne grabbed me. She's like, do you want to see what your money did? And I was like, oh, sure. I'm like oblivious. You know, yeah. I didn't yeah. keep up on it. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but she brought me over and showed me like they bought this plot of land. It was this huge plot of land. And like, this is the foundation for a dormitory they're going to build. And there's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be two stories. It's just this huge, huge building. 
So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So we ended up praying over the foundation, putting a Bible on the foundation. You know, it was all just this beautiful wow. moment. Wow. And then um, a couple years later, I went back to Uganda, or maybe it was the next year. And I was like, I want to go see the building. So I went down there, and the foundation was completely overgrown with weeds. And I was like, burning. Yeah. Oh, no, you did. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know, I'm like, are you going to finish the building? And yeah. they're like, we don't have the money. And I'm like, well, you should have thought of that before. <laughs> you know, right, that's kind right, of my, right, my right, natural, right. you know, um, response. And, um, and, you know, I'm thinking, why? Why would anyway? And I felt the Holy Spirit put his finger on my heart and go, Sarah, you're going to raise that money. Wow. And I was like, how much do you need? You know, and they're like, we need 40 grand. And I was like, I can't raise 40 grand. You know, I yeah. felt like I'm this little girl, you yeah. know, I, I raised sure 15, but that was a fluke, you know, yeah. and what am I going to do? So anyway, to wrap, to, you know, try to wrap this up, I, I ended up um, grabbing some friends. We did a few things. I recorded the kids singing What Joy. Um, kind of, ta you know, going back a little bit, I had released a song through the City Church um, music pro a music project that we did. It was the first song that I had ever written and recorded, and it was called What Joy. It's based off of Psalm 146, and it talks about how God takes care of orphans and widows. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. Yeah. And actually writing that song is what encouraged me to go to Africa for the first time. So with this whole project, I was, it felt fitting. You know, I was like, it, it feels fitting to have these orphans like sing this beautiful song that God is taking care of them right now, you know? Yeah. And they need, so the reason they were building the dormitory is because there were 400 girls that were sleeping on classroom floors. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they desperately it's needed a ton of beds. Kids. Yeah. yeah. And this orphanage will be rescuing kids out of like wars and things like that. They're, they're incredible people. So I, it, to me, it was a good, good soil to like, you know, raise funds for. So, um, so we recorded that. I threw a couple dinners uh, the whole thing took like a few years actually. And, um, and we raised the 40 grand. That's and incredible. We were like, That's incredible. And we sent it. And it was like, because of the time that went by, it inflation, everything, they needed more money at the end. Oh, no. And I, I could have just cried, you know? I was like, oh, my gosh, we worked so hard. But um, City Church stepped up, I mean, picked the project as a, as a Christmas, like, offering thing, and... They raise the rest of the funds. That's like, amazing. So it's totally done. So That's so awesome. We just completely dedicated it this last June. That's awesome. Yeah. And I remember seeing so, pictures uh, of you. I, I I think that was your recent your recent trip that you're over there. And, yes. And that, there was the dedication and all that. Yeah. It was like a ribbon cutting, I think, yeah. and everything. That's so awesome, Sarah. Good job. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Thank you. Just I know. Think I'm like. What you were able to bring attention thing. to and how, I mean, that, that's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. God. And thank yeah. you, Sarah. And that you, Sarah. it's done. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We're so grateful. 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so this this is this is a whole new this is a whole new season for you, and you're you're just you're just kind of stepping into it. This is yeah. a brand new ki- kind of a, uh, a thing, and and um, uh, so now, uh, th- does it feel like? There's like when it comes to music in LA, because I don't even know what the music scene is like in, in Seattle. I, I know there used to be, right? Like Seattle's known kind of for their more their historic music scene, maybe mm-hmm. more than like their present music mm. scene. I, 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 I well, I think Macklemore put it back on the map after like you know a big yeah. gap yeah between like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, that's, Pearl that's Jam, true. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. And, but, but other than Macklemore, oh yeah, are there, like, is there anyone else? Um, like the Head and the Heart, okay, is a good band. Yeah, okay. that came from Seattle. All right, I think Seattle has a has a decent music scene. Um, it's the I just communities. Of, when I think of Seattle now, I just think of you know Amazon for sure. You know the the city of Amazon for sure. <laughs> like, My particular circle and experience. Yeah. I mean, I I can't got to a place where I was like. I have played everything. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, which because you did some likely really not true, but that's how I felt. You got to play like the Triple Door, which is like an amazing venue. Yes, in, in, yeah, in it was Seattle. A huge blessing. Andrew and I's first date was at the was at the Triple Door. Oh, crazy! Yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool. Super nerve wracking story. <laughs> um, good job. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, first date. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know. Uh, <laughs> Was, so you, you got to play like like the cool places, you know? Yeah, yeah some it, of them. Yeah, yeah. In, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But what is it like here in LA? Is it, does it feel like there's really like the, kind of like this vibrant kind of music scene here? Totally. Yeah. Um, the second I stepped into LA and started meeting people and making um, some appointments mm-hmm. with some music. I mean, there's music companies here ASCAP and Columbia and you know that throw events for songwriters oh wow, that's cool yeah, yeah so yeah. <clears throat> excuse me there's so much going on all the time and I already have handfuls of people that I'm collaborating with now that's amazing. and I've only been here a couple months that's amazing you know? yeah that's amazing so I feel really really grateful to be in this this place very fertile music ground yeah for sure yeah 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 no that's great and i think they're turning over a new leaf too right now um music industry went through a lot having everything go online like the past decade and they're really finding you know the niches and the ways to kind of you know use the system to um, keep music, you know, moving forward. So yeah, because I, I hear that the only way that artists can really like like the, not the only way, but like the the way that most artists make money is really by getting on the road and and touring. That like the the money that used to be there in album sales isn't really there anymore because of the Spotify's and the Pandora's and the YouTube and right. you know it. Yeah. Uh, and but I would also imagine that that maybe artists are also creating their own brands more so now. Yes. And so sometimes maybe it's not even so much about the music, but the music's kind of like the first, and the music's kind of the por- portal mm-hmm. into this whole new world, which is this brand and it's this culture and that, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of theories out there okay. right now too. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> even on the road is actually very expensive. Uh, it just depends on how you work it. It depends on what you're doing. It mm-hmm. depends, are you a full band going on the road? 
you, that you need a big van and all, or is it just one person with the guitar? Okay. You know, sure. so it just, and you can make a lot of money on the internet, not go anywhere. You know, you can write a song, have a famous person sing it, and then you're set for life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of different avenues and, um, yeah, I'm trying, I hear a lot of theories and I'm kind of right now, I'm like, I'm a student, you okay. know, I'm like, I'm just listening. Sure. I'm listening to everyone. I'm trying to get, like digest the vibe <laughs> and um, pardon the L.A. term vibe. Yeah. No, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start using it more. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Seattle. So I like the All vibe the here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um, yeah. So uh, I think like it's better to not theorize everything and just do everything to the bet every anything your hand finds to do do it with all your might and see what opens yeah. up for you because i would imagine that it even gets into the whole conversation of because uh, uh, of labels right and mm -hmm. the, the need for a label versus kind of this idea that everybody kind of gets a platform now everybody kind of gets a label now and that right. like these these tools that are available to help get your stuff out there like such as youtube or instagram exactly. that, that 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 kind of thing yeah. i know within like publishing within christian publishing within mm -hmm. our the stream that we find ourselves in yes um uh, and the guys that i'm talking with it almost seems like there's like a major revolution right now th that's happening with self-publishing yeah. right versus versus trying to even go with a publisher you right. know mm -hmm. and so i wonder i would imagine this this major technological disrupt is really hitting the the record industry for sure um, as well but i think the difference is like like for us like for for, for so for like an, for us you know like like i'm this big established author or something for us authors <laughs> you know uh like i can write a book and then i can go and i can speak places and mm -hmm. i don't necessarily need a publisher like or a publicist to line a bunch of stuff up like right. i'm kind of in this community in mm -hmm. this kind of this kingdom thing mm -hmm. versus i would imagine being an like being a, a recording artist mm -hmm. and the idea of setting setting up a tour and like just the equipment that the team all of that, that that requires it would be a bit different than publishing maybe sure and as far as yeah i think it i think it could be the same too mm -hmm. so um it really just depends on how you set it up what yeah. your expenses are and you know where you're getting your income from yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah good times well god bless you yeah oh <laughs> grace, thank you. And, grace and peace and favor and wisdom I know, wisdom wisdom right? wisdom thank you so much yeah yeah i did actually get a deal already offer congratulations I, well thank you yeah. no i mean um but i haven't signed it no exactly no and, but congratulations yeah. on getting an offer thank you so yeah. much yeah because like i think at the end of the day it's just like you know i'm like looking at it and i'm like is this really going to help me mm -hmm. you know because there's you know, sure, if I posted on Instagram right now, I just signed a record deal that, you know, would, might be cool for five seconds, but like is the actual outworking of it. Yeah, the shelf you know, life of an Instagram is what, like six hours or yeah. something? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's exactly what you said, wisdom. I mean, yeah. you know, just leaning Because you can that. sign something and, um, and you can really help them. 
right yeah and they might be able to help you know and i think that's always like the biggest conversation is who gets the most help here yeah and i think that's the that's the main thing it should be mutual yeah and then the short term versus you know. the long term kind of game in that right. but yeah well wisdom i know the lord yeah. is has given you wisdom and that the spirit of wisdom so is much. inside of you and so Thank he's going to give you what you need to know but we'll be praying for uh, you so you know. and by the time this podcast it. comes out you know <laughs> you never know yeah you might already be on world tour or something um yeah no very cool Sounds and then good. i know a, a major passion for you uh, is this whole uh it very interesting you know so, so all all these atmospheres all these climates all these realms are very interesting when it comes to music public entertainment yes. um the seattle scene the la scene but also mm-hmm. just uh just being uh uh uh, you know, a young adult, kind mm-hmm. of a young professional, kind mm-hmm. of figuring out what career is going to look like and also figuring out what family is going to look like. Right. There's this uh, 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 conversation that you're a part of here within kind of the young young adult kind of professional scene here in L.A. Yeah. regarding what does um, what does dating look like, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and so I know that this has been a. Um, uh, a conversation that you've been having here as far as what is not just dating, but like what is a. What is what is biblical dating look like if there is such a thing, yeah. and what does pure dating look like? So I know that this yeah. is a passionate thing uh, for you that you're kind of you, know, you haven't necessarily, you know, you're not. This isn't necessarily like a platform or anything for you right now, no, but no. this is definitely a major. Uh, uh, this is definitely so, a relevant conversation, not just for young adults here in LA, but probably mm-hmm. just for young adults everywhere, right. because the the. Uh, because technology is here to help out, but I don't really yeah. know to the degree that technology is really helping our our young, you know, seekers. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, I love that versus term. <laughs> like is technology helping them yeah. and making people more accessible, or is it actually hurting them? Sure. You know what what how, what what part do values play in this yeah. uh, in this conversation? So yeah. yeah. So what does this look like for you as you're trying to figure out some of these? really big topics yeah um still figuring it out i guess for one mm-hmm. um i think you know when you talk about technology is it helping is it not helping i think technology is a tool mm-hmm. and a tool in the hands of someone with a good heart and good intentions it can really work well i think you know if you have you know negative or things you still need to work through and you know and it's in the hands of someone who maybe has ill intentions you know it can be used for bad just like money would be a tool absolutely yeah Yeah. um and so for me like i've really um wrestled with this a lot because of my personality like i am i come off as this like um extroverted you know super social human which i in some ways i definitely am but i'm also like very introverted and completely analytical if you haven't gotten that by now i mean i analyze everything and i love doing that i think it's a gift i have that helps me write songs and things like that but um this is why online dating does not work for me okay because it's too for me it's too forced it's like i it it it's too fast for me it's like i already have to have a decision before i'm sitting down at a table with you that i have some type of romantic interest oh really yeah that's what it feels like okay. because 
someone has swiped right you know we've we've swiped we've matched now we're out on a date and you know a date to me is like okay now i'm interviewing you to see if like you're my husband you know yeah so there's a lot of pressure there there's like a real strong agenda yeah like a real strong romance agenda right because we're actually meeting up that you know yes yeah interesting so there's there's a lot of pressure so let's put that on to the side now like on the flip side and this is why i think i've had a little bit of a struggle because in the church um culture christian culture talking to my guy friends and stuff i mean i hear the things like this like yeah i totally like that girl i'm just like sitting back and i'm just gonna watch her for a while hold on guys tell you this yes sweet <laughs> yeah oh, i'm friends okay with, like, all right yeah. good all right. Oh, oh yeah all like right. not you know like you know when you're serving somewhere yeah. like on the worship team whatever you know hey do you like anyone like, i i mean okay i'm pretty direct <laughs> okay yeah yeah so like i appreciate it when people are direct and like frank with me yeah i'd be like so, why don't you tell one of your guy friends that no I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have asked. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> well, no. It's like I like to gather information. Okay. You know, I want to know what's going on. So, you know, I hear. Yeah, I'm. I'm just watching her for a while. You know, until I can see her character, and then I'll make a move. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is what guys do. And t- no, they don't. So they say. So like guys. You have guys that say, I'm just going to watch that girl for a while till I can well, see her character. And my my experience with, you know, guys, I, like I've been invited to events by guys' friends who this guy wants to hang out with me, but like he didn't have the guts to invite me. So he had his friend invite me and then I would go to the party or the event or whatever. And then they would never talk to me. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, and I went through a lot of different situations like that. Like, hey, come lead worship with me, you know, and let's hang out forever. And, you yeah. know, and so I, th- you know, this has been my journey and my story. So, so what you're saying is like with the, in the app world, there's all this pressure and it's really kind of, it feels kind of aggressive. But yes. then in the church culture, there's like a total lack of, of, any sort of pressure it's so directness assertiveness it's just but and i feel you know um talking with a friend of mine just the other day who is a male you know wanting to get married one mm-hmm. day and um you know he said that the reason why guys do that is because you know they were taught in youth group back in the day that you need to you know guard the girl's heart and so don't unless you like know for sure that you know, you want to marry her, like, don't lead her on. So I know it's like, I'm like, we have all these theories and like weird things that are yeah. like kind of clouding the dating situation. And I'm like, it, it doesn't say in the Bible to, it tells us in the Bible to guard our own heart. So like, it's our responsibility to guard our heart. The man just needs to be open and honest. Like, hey, I'm interested in you. Can we hang out sometime? Like the end, you know, I don't know what the future has to hold. Let's just hang out. Like that needs to be a conversation that like just needs to happen. Yeah, more. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that there, I would I, I would say, I don't think that there'd be any sort of like a healthy uh, 
philosophical foundations within the hearts of young men within the church that is kind of explaining their behavior or their lack of behavior because if sure. anything it would seem as though there's been a uh that this is one of those things that's just not talked about within the church mm-hmm. you know um uh at least nowadays like sex is talked about in the church a lot maybe even too much so sure. but when it comes to dating it's not really talked about in the church even you know, a lot of youth groups don't mm-hmm. even uh, talk about because it's so controversial and if and if and if a youth pastor gives his philosophy on dating mm-hmm. is he going to be um uh subverting kind of the culture of the home and and the role of a dad and, and the role of a mom mm-hmm. and so like so are these conversations happening at home like they're not really they're not happening at the church as far as as far as i know right. and and from what i understand they're not really happening a lot at home right you know like uh and i love i have i've like i've really are confused about it yeah they don't know how to go about it anymore you know? yeah and then when you have like when you have like the younger generation of of you know i mean we have it pretty good right like mm-hmm. as far as guys like like we can just go to safeway you know I, producer sean and i were at safeway this morning and we bought steak and chicken for tacos tonight right right like we just went like anybody can do that yeah but imagine like if we had to go out with knives and go right. kill something yeah. in order for our families to, like like that's what away was for hundreds of years like, right. like if, if as a dude if you didn't kill something your wife and children weren't gonna weren't gonna eat so what i'm saying is right. like we're living in a weird time yeah when guys don't really have to do anything exactly like and and the requirement of guys is men is no different than kind of the requirement right. of, of women and so you kind of have uh, uh, uh i think not all men or anything, but there is kind of this sad kind of pathetic state within the heart of Christian men because mm-hmm. because they haven't they haven't killed anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not hunting like, with they're not hunting like with that. knives, yeah. you know. But um, the reason why I'm saying th- this is is because um, I wouldn't assume any sort of like philosophical kind of understand. I would just like 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 perhaps you could, you know. But I. I I think it's probably just that some men are courageous and some men aren't, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And but the Lord knows how to make all this stuff work, absolutely work, work together, yes. you know. And like, and uh, and I also think that you know we had a rise of like feminine strength that. Men. Um, <laughs> <And> <laughs> maybe <Christian> that men. <laughs> too. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's like where you know, like men have like we've blamed men women have blamed men for um you know like being too manly being too powerful yeah yeah. and so it's like guys don't the the last thing in a man's heart is to hurt a girl's feelings or make them feel sub you know sub you Mm -hmm. know like they no we want to see you as an equal that's that's like the heart of men that's part of their like loving protective nature we want you to feel safe and you know and strong and all of that stuff so like because of that because we're getting blamed for the opposite we're just gonna sit down Mm -hmm. and let you do your thing and then and now all the girls those same girls you know us we are complaining (laughs) yeah well you're sitting down so i think like the best thing i mean and and what i'm uh, what I want to embody more like for men in my life and my friends and um, and eventually the man that I'm going to marry is like this empowering language and um, 
support, you know, to their manlyhood to be direct and to, you know, be the leader and take charge, you know, and, um, and that it's okay to even make a mistake, you know, like you can date it's dating should be a time of like discovering, you know, and finding out if, if something is the right thing, you know? And so mistakes are okay, you know, and we should get out there and like throw fear aside and just get to know someone, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I also think that family is important. You know, I think when you look at other cultures, even like, um, you know, so in the Indian culture, a lot of marriages are, are put together by their parents mm-hmm. and it's and in, in, in America, we're like, that's horrible. Like, no, like, so there's like love marriage and right. then there's like um, arranged marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have some incredible young families in our church and their, their marriages were put together by their, by their parents. Oh, wow. And, um, and, and these are incredible families in our church. These are, these are couples that are, that are much younger than, than myself. These are, you wow. know, you know, just kids in their twenties, you know? <laughs> and, um, but I'm so impressed That's by, cool. because they really are in love. They mm-hmm. have these incredible kids as strong, strong families. Mm-hmm. But the idea was that they're, that there was this relationship that exists between families mm. and this alignment of values mm. that exists between mm-hmm. the families. Mm-hmm. So the parents are able, able to say like, look, d- looking at our, our values, looking at our relationship, it just makes sense that's for our cool. children to be. So that's really hard for us to grasp in our in mm-hmm. our Western kind of culture. I'm mm-hmm. in no way saying that I'm gonna like arrange a marriage for my daughter or something. Sure. But what I am saying is that this is where the conversation should really take place, I mm-hmm. think. So mm-hmm. we're actually having this conversation with our kids, mm-hmm. not all the time, but mm-hmm. on a fairly regular moment. I'll talk with my son, Peter, about dating and what it should look like when he asks a girl out on like like uh, having the conversation with her dad so good and yeah. like and just um because i think that there's something that's really healthy when it, when things are just run through family and i right. also think that um because in america we we tend to think of i am who i am because of who i am because of the choices that but really right. we've been shaped by our uh, by our families For and sure. by by our community and by our church family and stuff mm. and so i think that um uh that if you can, like, even when people are uh, like d- d- thinking about dating, if, you're, if you can not just date the girl or date the guy, but if you can kind of date the family mm. to kind of figure out, because it's going to kind of show you, and now not all the time. And I realize that, that especially with the fractionists that exists within family, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to, you're kind of rescuing somebody from their family. And I realize, you know, it's kind of like, no. The church is our family, baby. You know, we got to get you away from your family because it's just radically unhealthy. You know, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But I think that if, if, um, uh, for those of us with kids, Mm -hmm. if we can begin this conversation Mm -hmm. with our kids now, um, Abigail's uh, 10. Mm -hmm. So they're already, like, I know that she's starting to hear the conversations at school. I know that I know right. that because I remember when I was ten years old, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it seems like things are way more advanced now than when way I was more. that mm-hmm. that age. Mm-hmm. So if we can begin having these conversations as far as what is the role of a boy, mm-hmm. of a boy, of a man totally. in dating? <laughs> What's the role of a girl mm-hmm. or a woman in mm-hmm. in, in dating? Mm-hmm. How does how can healthy family mm-hmm. be a part of this so mm-hmm. that as a as a young man you're in, you're inviting the girl's father into the conversation mm-hmm. or pastor, mm-hmm. but so that there's just really good 
um, boundaries and right. and just and opportunities for more community and conversation. And, right. You know, because I think I think we need that, especially when you do get married. Mm-hmm. You you want that you want that that support around you, yeah. not just your your close friends, but you want like a multi generational support network right. that's going to be there to because it's it's tough for you know? sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, with my, you know, I have a strong relationship with my mom and my stepdad, um, but I come from a broken family, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, some of like uh, the picture of that is so beautiful. And I'm like, I want to create an environment for my kids and my future, like Mm -hmm. in that way. But, um, like the picture of that for me now, and I think for a lot of people, like, and just American culture, you know, they don't have that kind of community or family support. And like, where do you go from there? How can you have a a healthy, you know, marriage and dating life, you know, um, without that? And and just like you said, like the church has been, um, is such a great place where you can pull like, and have those people speaking in and, and getting to know and, you know, where you can have that accountability, I think is like, um, really wonderful, you know? And, um, yeah. Yeah. I never thought, but I lost it. Yeah. And I think that within relationships, because of the fear of rejection, right. Especially mm-hmm. for God, I mean, for me, like I almost didn't even ask Andrea out cause of like this thought that, 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 I'm going to be rejected. Like she's just sure. out of my league. Like I'm just not even going to do it, you know? And then it was like my best friend that was like, you pick up that phone, you be a man. Oh. Like he was like, like he was like, he was, the, he was like a, like a, a drill sergeant on the phone. Like, wow. don't be an idiot. Don't make me kick your butt. Like, you know, like, like you better figure this out. Darren, yeah. Right. And he was, he was right. That's like I needed good. that. I needed that yeah. voice of somebody to be like, just do it. You coward. You yeah. know, I'll punch you in your face. Like I needed yeah. that. I needed to be like, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but I think about like my, like my thing, like my whole deal was like, this is not easy. Like this is really hard. Her family like is a, is a, it, like they have all these traditions they're very close knit family how am i going to fit within that so it's so so awkward that mm-hmm. i almost just didn't even do it mm. but i'm so glad i'm so 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 glad yes. that i did because her family element and my like i like i come from a great family it's awesome but like in order for me to come into my destiny i was going to have to be um i was going to have to come into a culture where I was felt radically uncomfortable. And I think that the best relationships are, are these portals where we, where, where we have to step into a whole new world. It's almost like every Disney movie, right? It's yeah. like the, uh-huh. it's like the, 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 the poor princess that, no, the poor child, the poor little girl that meets the prince and she has to step into the world of that kingdom. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that, 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 I think that oftentimes those are the things, those are the opportunities that the Lord has for us is to take us from one realm, one kind of comfort zone into something completely. And I think that sometimes when we just take kind of the easy route, when we kind of just date people that are like us right. or think like us or right. have the same skill set or gift mix, mm-hmm. th- that's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to, oh, we just get each other but oftentimes that's not really the healthiest 
place and mm -hmm. oftentimes that's not really what the lord has mm -hmm. for us so i just say this you know that's for good. even people that are that are that are listening like mm -hmm. that like yeah oftentimes that the, the person that the lord has for you mm -hmm. it, there's going to be like a major battlefield a major like uh, not just with that person but within your own soul because it's like you're gonna have to overcome your insecurities you're gonna have to overcome your um your uh, that place of being comfortable. You're gonna have to overcome right. even parts of your own culture that you valued so much in the past that you're gonna have to lay down a sacrifice in mm -hmm. order to to step into this new world. Because mm -hmm. I think that that's what that's what marriage is. It's the death of yourself. It's the death of the old you. It's like Paul wow. Paul mm -hmm. said, like like consider marriage. This really has nothing to do with marriage. Mm -hmm. Really, it's this mm -hmm. revelation of the union that exists between Christ and the church. Right. It's like you're born again into this whole new. And so I think that for us. To to really cut off the soul attachments and definitions that the world gives to what dating is or what a relationship is right. and we're, we're not looking for somebody to complete us right. but we're looking for somebody that will come alongside of us to step into the kingdom of god and mm -hmm. to see where where he can take us because mm -hmm. we're now one new being one new man you right. know yeah and um you mentioned also about um you know about the roles, the role of a man, the role of a woman. And we're living in a culture right now where people want to cast off roles, you know, like they're like everything is fair play now, you know, like a woman can do this now, you know, mm -hmm. and a man doesn't have to do this, you know. And so um, I think, you know, a lot of like our culture outside of the church, you know, they're going to have that mindset as well that you know um there isn't like a responsibility of like one sex or another mm -hmm. you know and um that said though we are made we're literally in our dna mm -hmm. to have roles that's right yeah. it's like whether we like it or not you know whether you fight it or not so i think like um you know being able to as a woman you know like embrace the way that god has made you you know and um embrace your role as a woman you know and i'm not talking about like being in the kitchen or whatever but just being that feminine support and you know um i think is even just something that we need to continue to talk about in the church because um, it's like being taken apart in the world, you know, and it's being redefined for us through everything, music, media, you know, go down the line. So, you know, I think it's really yeah. healthy to. And I was gonna say, I think that that's kind of what actually what, what I think what religion does is it builds these like it builds these rigid uh, plywood boxes and it says you have to function within this rigid unmovable fixed box and structure like mm -hmm. so you have to reduce the strong parts of yourself in order to fit in this box right. you know so you need to kill off a part of yourself you need to kill off a part of your personality you need to like die to yourself like religion religion will use scripture verses in order to right. to get you to fit this model but so will the world so and that's what the world is mm -hmm. is doing right now is it's mm -hmm. like no 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 no. like this is the way mm -hmm. you have to 
change in order to fit into this worldly way of thinking or, or operating. Right. So oftentimes there's all these different boxes. And I think that, that what Christ does is Christ doesn't come to, to kill us off. Christ comes to give us life and life abundantly to yes. enhance all yeah. the parts of our, of ourself. And so I think one major red flag is when you're dating somebody mm-hmm. and they're saying, uh, you need to change this about you or you need to reduce, you need to kill this part off because of, because this is what I prefer in this relationship. Mm -hmm. That's, that's like, that's this box of legalism. It's this legalistic thing where, um, where I will teach you how to perform. And if you can perform, Mm -hmm. then we can be in relationship, Mm -hmm. but that's not what it looks like with our relationship with the Lord at all. Like when you come into a relationship with Jesus, um, uh, uh, he just, he comes and he, he 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 liberates you. He enhances you. He pulls the best parts of you out of out of you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, like so roles good. are awesome, but mm-hmm. roles don't exist for us to um, control people. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's what religion does. It tries to control people. Right. You know, and so I think that's 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 one thing where if you can know your your true what your true role is is this is how Jesus has created me. Yeah. And so I'm celebrating that. I'm yeah. celebrating that I am His creation. I'm mm-hmm. so unique. There's no one with this gift mix. There's nobody that's been through this this crap. There's nobody right. that survived this amount of trauma like in this way. There's nobody that celebrates life and beauty this way. This is who I am. This is who God has created me to be. And so my helpmate Mm -hmm. will have to come alongside to to complement and to harmonize with this thing that the Lord is doing. And that's Mm -hmm. how I'll know Mm -hmm. that this is the one that the Lord has created me. Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to be coming to, to... Control. They're going to be coming to right. enhance into multi-layer, like a like a sim- right. like a symphony kind yeah, of kind of thing. That's and cool. So, that's a good picture. I love that. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the other thing is because because in the kingdom everything's relationship, right? Yeah, like everything everything is is is, is relationship. And so as we are in relationship and trust and 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 just meditating on our union with Christ and really mm-hmm. just like God, like my singleness is not my problem. Right. Like this is your problem. Yeah. Like, and if we can really trust the Lord with, with that yeah. um, that we will be so surprised at yeah. how at how the Lord will give us the wisdom like we were talking about yeah. earlier with with contracts with, with all that, but the Lord yeah. will actually give us incredible discernment and wisdom yes. so that we're not running around the same yeah. old singleness mountain yeah. for forty years you know like, yeah and like I I want to say this to you know mm-hmm. if anyone's listening right now and they they're single and they they've given up I mean I've I've met tons of gals wow. you know wow. that are just over it you know they're like and they go buy a puppy yeah or <laughs> 10 cats <laughs> yeah 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 don't do that yeah <laughs> and um you know it's like and, and there's also a movement you know alongside that where it's like it, it i mean you we should celebrate our sing, singleness you know like and, and the, it's biblical you know, that we would serve Jesus, you know, that we'd be able to serve the Lord with everything. We don't have to worry about someone else, you know? Um, and so it's, singleness is not a disease and it's also, um, not, it doesn't have to be forever either, you know? So it can be both. We can have this celebration and this life in the season that God has given us. We can be grateful for it and do a lot of stuff. I mean, honestly, like I would not, I feel like I'm like, I've done a lot in my little life here, you know, Absolutely. and I wouldn't have been able to do any of that, you know, likely, you know, the same stuff in the same way had I been married, you know, and, 
And yes, one will put a thousand in flight, two will put ten thousand. So I do believe that when I get married, you know, it'll only um, multiply what I can do for Jesus and what we can do together. <clears throat> but I just feel like, um, you know, I really would pray and hope that anyone who has lost hope because That's of good. our culture, That's really good. Um, because of the time, you know, because of all of that stuff. And they just feel like, I mean, cause I know how it feels if you don't have someone telling you every day, you know, that you're beautiful and that you're mm-hmm. desirable and you're getting rejected on a number of occasions or whatever that, right, or right, you're feeling right. rejected, even if you're not getting rejected, our mind will turn it negative because that's, we're humans, you know, um, I just want to speak life into those really people good. right yeah, now really that they would have hope again yeah, and hope in the fact that. God is a good father and he's a provider. And the Bible tells us two are better than one. Two are better than one, you know? So um, we can celebrate being single, you know, and get a lot done and love Jesus with that. And um, we can also desire to have a helpmate and be a helpmate to someone, you know, and that um, and that that's okay, you know? And yeah. You know, yeah, really he's good. faithful, you know, he's faithful and he can, you know, if I, I, I've even been doing this, I'm like, God, you know, cause, um, it's easy to point the finger outside and be like, men aren't pursuing me or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I just think it's good to be like, Lord, you know, work in me. Where am I putting up a wall? Am I rejecting men, yeah, you good. know, and stuff like that? Because like I have had to repent of those things like again and again you know and go no i'm open i'm open and i want and i'm loving and i'm yeah kind and i'm like yeah i'm embracing this person and you yeah. know so. i'm not the problem here you know <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely and i think it's really helpful i, I we, we were uh we were we did a podcast yesterday with Mike Mashiro, who does uh, who teaches the discernment course at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Oh, cool. One of the things he talked about is recognizing patterns that mm. that are happening. Mm. So, um, so I'd even encourage people that are listening, like if you're noticing a pattern, a pattern of rejection, or a pattern of a particular type of man, or a particular a particular kind of woman, like it, but you're noticing these patterns. That's a great opportunity to actually reach out and to do some sort of like ministry, like a like a sozo, or, sure. or a, you, mm. know, you, know, you can go on just Google that, and you know, they're all over the nation now, and mm-hmm. or like restoring the foundations, like go go and do some like prophetic prayer counseling. Just, um, just to, just because the patterns can be kind of an indicator of 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 an expectation that mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. that's been framed out of some sort of negative experience that's 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 built a subconscious belief system, right. and so that's a great that like that's just a great reminder. Yeah. The other thing is uh, any area where there's pride, right? So yes. like so I'm single, yeah, I, like I'm better off single. Right. You know, the problem with men or the problem with women, like men, yeah. women. You know, I've seen a lot of single dudes that get really anti-woman you know and it's it's because like what you're talking about sarah is the whole thing of hopelessness right like when hopelessness takes roots because we believed a lie in an area of our of our own heart yeah and so um so i think one of the best things to do is like what 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 we're talking what we're we're talking we're having a conversation Mm -hmm. and conversations can bring so much freedom conversations Mm -hmm. can create opportunities where 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 there can be like a corporate kind of wisdom that begins to percolate through Mm -hmm. multiple voices and, and different streams 
streams of thought. And yeah. so, and also with the culture right now, conversation is getting more and more rare. Mm-hmm. The ability to even just sit down and have a conversation like this for an right. hour, hour and a half, yeah. like that's very, very rare because mm-hmm. we're just so busy. Mm-hmm. So when we're just so busy, it's so easy just to have these stream of subconscious negative defeaters that right. are reframing the way we look at men, the way, the way we look at women, yeah. the way that, you know, that, uh, that, that I'm better off alone, yeah. you know, and when you believe a lie and then that, that takes the sting out of the hopelessness. Right. And so, um, yeah. Uh, so that yeah. let's close. This has been awesome. Sarah. Yeah, Thank you so much same. for creating the, the time, you. but let's yeah. close like this. If you wouldn't mind, um, just, just praying for, cause I, cause as you were talking, I could just tell you, you have such a heart for people yeah. just to, that there would be no hopelessness or hope yeah. deferred within their own heart. Exactly. Um, if, if you wouldn't mind praying, that would be, that'd be awesome. Yes. And anything else Thank like you any closing, so much. you know, sure. I will say this before we close, make yeah. sure for people listening or, or watching, make mm-hmm. sure that you go on to, uh, the show notes and check out Sarah Emerson and everything that she's oh, creating. You. you can you can buy her music on iTunes. Um, uh, you can see what she's done with the What Joy Project. Uh, but you you've done so so many cool things already. But I'm super excited about this new season. Thank you. A, a month two in LA and you're already yeah. collaborating. Already gotten your first record deal in, in the first yeah. two months, which is insane. <laughs> and also knowing yeah. that the Lord has an incredible helpmate yeah. that's not going to restrict you Come or on. or so. <laughs> Convert you or deconstruct you, but it's really yeah. going to be part of your symphony and everything that the Lord's orchestrating. Thank you awesome. so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We just acknowledge your presence right now. We thank you so much for being such a, a good savior to us, Lord. We we just um, thank you for everything that you paid for us, and we we put our hope in you, Jesus. You are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord. No one comes to the Father except through you, Jesus Christ, and we acknowledge that today. God, we thank you for it, that you made it a way for us to be in relationship with you, God, and we embrace that today. And God, you also have created us to be in relationship with other people, and you created marriage, Lord, um, to show our relationship with you, to have essentially heaven on earth. And um, we recognize that there's an attack against marriage. There's an attack against um, people coming together and the It's showing up in the way of hopelessness, and it's showing up in um, a lack of faith in this area. So I just pray in the name of Jesus that faith would arise right now in every person listening who has lost faith for love, lost faith for a companion. God, I speak over that, and I command that the Word of God, like rain, would just come over their heart and begin to wash off um, those attacks of the enemy right now. That 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 enemy, those lies, it, it has to flee. Those weeds have to be pulled out now. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that the seed of faith, um, when we were young, Lord, and we desired and we dreamed for that, um, our our partner, God, our 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 partner in crime, our partner in life, um, God, that that those things would come alive again in Jesus' name. And I just speak that life right now into those seeds, God. And and I thank you, Lord, that you're Jehovah Jireh. You're a good provider. You actually 
provide this person for us. So we look to you, God, to provide this person for us. And I thank you, God, that every negative um, thought and, um, and wall that would try to keep that union from happening over any person listening would be broken right now in Jesus' name, and that the wisdom of Jesus Christ would just cloak that person in this journey. God, as they get to know people, as they are dating, healthfully dating, that they're setting their boundaries according to the Holy Spirit, that they're honoring God in their body, in their minds, in their thoughts. Um, God, that they're not putting false expectations on the other partner. God, but they're, all of their expectations and all of their desire to receive is, is going towards you, Lord. So I just pray just an anointing over this particular area for every single person who is listening. God, that you would inspire them, provide for them, work through them, God, so that these unions that are pleasing to you would come about in Jesus' name. And I pray that story after story after story of look what the Lord has done for me would just um, be rampant in our generation in Jesus' name, that, that this this is not the end of the road. God, that um, the 50-50 divorce rate, 50% divorce rate would just um, go down in Jesus' name. I just speak um, that marriages last in America, in Jesus' name, and all over the world. God, for your glory, so that we could um, tell the testimony of how you not only provide, God, but you sustain, and you're able to just cause things to be living and thriving and healthy, and we give you all the glory for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good praying. <laughs> good praying. You're a good prayer. Sarah, Thanks so thank much. you so I much. I get it from my mom. I awesome, think. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey, God bless you. Thank you so much. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks guys.